0: Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. What's up, you guys? Happy Wednesday! I am coming to you today with something that I haven't done before, which is I am going to share with you guys a speech I gave last Saturday on resiliency and. It's wildly interesting that before I quit my job in real estate and before I knew that for sure that this is something I kind of want to go into, which is like mindset coaching, um, I got hired for this job. And to be honest, I did not know what the heck I was going to speak about. I mean, I've definitely, I definitely have some mental tricks and some I've even mentioned on this podcast before, um, to get through hard things or to organize yourself for time. Um, but what's crazy is while working with my coach, which I spoke about last Wednesday, um, we, I've done a lot of personal work already, even though it's only been a few weeks and, um, the idea kind of came to me. And so, I absolutely loved giving this speech, and I'm actually recording this before uh, the Summit of Love, which is um, going to be, well, now it's already been held when you're listening to this, but it was on the 9th uh, of November in Maine, and I am just going to give the speech so that you guys can... Um, can witness it. I think it's just an interesting thing to think about. It's also a little bit of selfishly practice for me right now to do it. So when I'm asking these questions, I'm going to pause. I won't pause as long as I would if you were um, really writing it down. So feel free to pause me at any time. Um, And before I get started, I would just like to say that if you guys have any interest in giving this podcast a review or sharing it with a friend, it would really mean a lot to me because I want um, to be able to keep doing this and to um, share my mission of teaching people how to never give up. So today we are going to talk about resiliency. I appreciate all of your support. And if anything sounds weird, it's because I'm imagining that I'm speaking to people, you know, face to face. So without further ado, um, I am going to get right into it and I am just going to speak it as if I am speaking, you know, at the actual (laughs) event. So if it sounds like kind of strange at the beginning, that is why. Here we go. Wow, (sighs) there is a lot of beauty in this room. And seriously, inside and outside of all of you, I can feel it. And speaking of beauty, I recently got my hair extensions taken out. Does anyone here have hair extensions? Anybody? Anybody? Gosh, I miss mine so much. And because of that, we are going to talk all about hair extensions. Just kidding. But truly, my hair extensions made me feel like Superwoman. First question, is there anything you do augment any service you get done that makes you feel like superwoman or superman anything you do specifically to feel more powerful confident or strong you see i grew up lusting after long hair i was obsessed with barbie i had these kinky curly uh hairs that would grow upward instead of long so i used to ask my mom if she could take me to get my hair cut long like barbie i idolized barbie And ironically, the impetus for getting hair extensions four years ago was that I had actually achieved a Barbie-like body for a bodybuilding competition, and the hair was a tool to complete this look of perfection. They were my tool to help me feel confident in getting on the stage and feeling like I fit in. And for the purposes of this talk, we are going to interchange the word tool with mask So, what is your tool or mask? And if you don't know the answer yet, that's okay. Think about it for a second. Do you have a tool? Do you ever have kind of a sort of a mask? You see, at the time I was gearing up to flaunt my six pack on stage and um, flip my hair extensions around, I was a wreck on the inside. Not only was my gut health a mess from having too many artificial sweeteners, uh, not eating enough color in my diet, and stress, but my brain, my soul, and my heart were all out of sorts. I had just hit my one-year mark in Boston, and I had been riddled with loneliness, Um, I'd been in a verbally abusive relationship, and there was a whole lot of holy crap what just happened to me in a year because there was so much change. Just one year prior, I was in love with my life in Chicago. And resiliency was something I was kind of just going through experientially, and thus attaining this look of perfection was a complete mindfuck. And... Also, because society was noticing me, men were noticing me, I was newly single, I was getting more dates, I was getting more nutrition clients, photo shoots, business opportunities and this look was actually what kind of catapulted me forward into quote unquote fitness life but I wasn't ready because I didn't feel I deserved it. This weird feeling kept creeping up on me that I was being rewarded for something I didn't deserve and and. I don't know if you're sensing this, but what I'm talking about is imposter syndrome. I didn't believe that I actually had a six pack. And, you know, quite frankly, it didn't last very long because it's very hard to achieve one for some body types. Um, but all of my Instagram photos still looked flawless, but I was sitting there bloated, binge eating, and feeling unworthy of all the attention. So I want to ask you when was a time you felt like you didn't deserve something? What was your reasoning? Was there something logical? Also, when did you notice that you felt undeserving? So the question is, when have you felt like you don't deserve something? Like when have you sensed imposter syndrome? What was your reasoning? And when did you notice it? Right away? Later on? So what I noticed was that besides believing that I wasn't good enough for recognition and kind of having this awareness of, of uh, imposter syndrome and noticing that I was self-sabotaging my progress by eating all the cookies and falling into extreme binge eating was that I really wanted to be noticed for my brains and not necessarily just my body. I knew I was smart and I wanted attention for that. But how was I going to flip the narrative? Of course, before I could really work on it, I hit a low low. My eating disorder was out of hand. I was not dating responsibly, and I had one of those look in the mirror moments. And so I did. Before I tell you what I saw, I want you to write down or ask yourself when have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror? And why did you decide to confront yourself? When have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Why did you decide to confront yourself? And finally, what did you see? I saw that I actually loved the way that I looked. I loved my pretty, long, blonde hair, my eyelash extensions, my defined legs and arms. I loved that clothes fit me well. I even loved being in a bikini, said nobody ever. Um, I actually acknowledged the fact that this was an incredible Powering feeling to look in the mirror and love my physical experience. So my next question is, during a low point in your life, what did you learn? And if you're there now, what is one positive thing you can notice about yourself? Or what is one thing that's strong? So I noticed what I had. I tried to honor it and be thankful for it to help me stop my self-sabotaging and what's interesting is from that point forward it was it's always kind of been like shallow how now i can only see myself for that very beautiful thin lean strong and gorgeous self and it truly is a superpower but here's the bigger thing i realized when i was looking in the mirror and noticing one positive despite this low low i heard myself say i got this and then i realized i have been here before this is resiliency And i only know this because i've been resilient before but before i teach you how i honed in on my resiliency and recognized my skill of resiliency it's important to know what came before this low post bodybuilding in boston so that you can see from where my ability to have resistance stemmed so before boston bodybuilding and hair extensions i was always a try hard type of girl I tried hard as far back as high school to make varsity cheerleading, and when I was the only girl from the cheerleading squad to get redistricted for sophomore year to a brand new high school, and I had to build the cheer a new cheerleading squad from scratch, I tried so hard to prove to everyone that we would be great too, and we succeeded. After college, I manifested fitness goals, fun. And social goals and sex in the city goals. I moved to Chicago. I became a certified kettlebell instructor. Check. I became a shred four fifteen fitness instructor. Check. I dated a hot older guy. Check. Got an awesome job that let me travel. Check. And in- interestingly enough, through all of these fun achievements, I was feeling really insecure. And all these achievements were try- were kind of keeping me somewhat sane, until my job asked me to move to Boston. And in that moment, my whole world crashed down. How could I spring back from this? I would have no friends in Boston. I didn't know anyone there. How would I have community? I didn't even have family nearby. I really wanted to give up. And so I ask you, when was a time that you wanted to give up? And obviously you're here now, so you didn't. And so I want you to answer why... Do you think you kept going? I got this, I whispered to myself as I drove into the new city. I got this, I said to myself as I spent my first night in my new apartment alone. I got this, I said to myself as I took my first workout class. I decided to put on a fitness mask on day one in Boston. It was my way to integrate into Boston. It was the first time I'd ever used or actually was aware of this identity, this cloak, this tool, this mask to fit in. See, in Chicago, I had tons of college friends around, and I just existed. I didn't need a mask to feel understood, seen, or heard. Fitness was part of my identity there, but it always had been. But here in Boston, it was how I would add value to others. It was how I would show up in a big way. Fitness was the first adult mask I was I used and that i was conscious of and boy oh boy it worked so before i tell you how can you think of a time that you intentionally wore a cloak or a mask and here's a low 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 key example um in my sorority or when i was in college every sorority girl wore tory birch black flats <laughs> um so an example here would be buying the same pair of shoes that everyone in your sorority has to feel like you fit in that's like a very low-key example. So can you identify a time? Well, before long in Boston, I was dating the king of online fitness. I was working at Barry's Boot Camp. I was teaching at a local spin studio and then running my own online fitness business. And this was all outside of my full-time job. The mask helped me hide from loneliness, lack of community, family, and feeling like I really wasn't in the right place. The mask was home and it gave me something to hold on to. Resilience can mean holding on to something, to get through, to get by. What have you reached for in the past when you needed something to hold on to? Ask yourself. But uh, even with the mask, things still didn't totally work out for me in Boston. Just after I re-signed a lease to stay in the city for a second year, the job fired me and the boyfriend and I broke up. Now, this is when I went on the revenge body mission, <laughs> or rather, when I started bodybuilding, and then I wore the hair extensions mask. Bodybuilding bu- became my new try-hard experiment. I wanted to wear the mask of grit, determination, hard work, and prove to him and everyone else that I could do it. But here's the thing. One of my favorite podcasters, Ed Milette, says that we all have an internal temperature, like an internal clock that tells us exactly where our homeostasis is. And if we don't upgrade it into what we believe we are to become, it will cause some problems because homeostasis is real. For example, if I improve my body so that I weigh 115 pounds, but my internal temp or belief about myself is that I'm 133. Then when I drop weight to 115, eventually I'll wind up back at 133. Does that make sense? He always talks about how people who want to become wealthy will somehow attain wealth but lose it. Or they'll lose the fat and then it will come back. Well, that six pack I achieved during bodybuilding building did not fit my internal belief system. I began binge eating post-show as mentioned and self-sabotaging myself. Imposter syndrome was at play, but also as mentioned, I also wanted to be known for my brains and not my body. It was like I was rejecting the success. And I also didn't believe I could have both brains and bronze. So I want you to ask yourself, what is one belief you have about yourself? And I want you to write down, I am blank. If you do not take any notes on this, but one, this is the one note. I want you to write down something. I am blank, whatever it is. For me, it was being an author. I wanted to become an author. I'd always wanted to write a book or write something or tell stories. I studied journalism in college and it really seemed like this was the big thing to tackle. Plus, I kinda had a story to tell. It was the mask I harnessed to help myself resiliently climb out of the hole I'd fallen into post bodybuilding and even post moving to Boston. Writing a book was my ladder of a tool. It was this new tool that I could use a new territory to explore. And not only did I overcome my eating disorder whilst writing, but I manifested the man of my dreams. Seems easy, right? Well, it was not simple, but here's a clue. The mask of being an author felt comfortable. It felt like it fit already as if it had been worn in. It felt really natural once I put it on. And now I have three questions for you. When are you wearing a mask in your life right now? Do you have a better answer? Is it easier to identify? Now, tell me how it feels. Now, when do you not feel like you're wearing a mask? For instance, low-key example. When I sit on the couch in my pajamas with my fiance, there is no mask involved. Now, what mask would you like to wear? Is there one you can think of that you wanna try on? You see, what I realized is that when the mask doesn't fit right, you don't know it doesn't fit right because, or sorry, you know that it doesn't fit right because you can all of a sudden hear your inner voice. So I want to ask you, when do you hear your inner voice? Now, quite little clue for you. Just asking yourself this question is going to help you tap into your higher self, inner voice slash soul. You see, sometimes you have to be hiding behind something, like a mask, all alone with yourself to hear your higher self or even God. Sometimes it takes the wrong masks to help us find the right ones. Sometimes the right ones are just resiliency tools. They come in and out of our life as we need them. It's kind of like we try on different outfits, shoes, or hairstyles to find out which one fits right. Example. When your mom buys you an outfit and you put it on, or maybe you don't even have to put it on and you just know it is not your style, that's your inner voice, that's your soul, that's your personality, you just know it's not for you. Now, here's an analogy for you. If you're going to take a journey through a forest, it's going to require different tools at different times. For example, you might want a net for catching fish, you might want a machete for breaking down bushes, a tent for sleeping in the rain. And if you're committed to the journey, and you're actually out there in the forest, you will be open to trying all the different tools at your access to survive. And that is resiliency. You see, my book did not heal everything. And there was a time when I was finishing up my book, and I was actually doing real estate as well. I tried on that mask for some time. I tried so hard to mold the real estate mask to my face. And it wouldn't budge. It was clunky and awkward. And the book journey concluded. And real estate remained. And it still felt awkward. So whenever I could, I took that mask off and I dared to try on a new mask. Podcasting. Woo! And lo and behold, it looked just like me. And I realized that all this time, there's also another place in my life when I'm not wearing a mask. And it's when I coach. I realized my outside started to match my inside as soon as I started podcasting. So now here's a question for you. When do you feel the most like yourself? Is it a geographic place? Is it a physical space, maybe in your house or at work? Is it a certain activity? Having trouble? Well, here's a really, really recent personal example. It was about a month ago, as my loyal listeners know, that I realized there was something I didn't know the answer to. What's next? Well, I think I knew deep down, but I didn't know how to access it. The only way I realized I could figure this out was by wearing a new mask. A mask that would represent learning of sorts. The mask of a student. So, I hired a coach, as you guys know if you listened to last Wednesday. And this is to say that resiliency can be anything you need it to be. It simply requires insane curiosity of what is in the forest or what is on your path and you curiously looking around for what you can grab at, hold on to, or access to help you get through it. So... I want you to think one more time if there's anything you're either already currently doing or something that's in front of you right now that you can use or maybe you've already been realizing it but using it but unintentionally that you can more intentionally use to take you to the next level. You know, on vacation, sometimes it takes a plane to a train to a rental car to a ride from a friend to get where you're going. What missing link What is the missing link for you right now that you still need? That one link could be the most helpful thing. That mask or tool could be your thing that takes you to the next level. And I'm like really, really excited for you to think on this. So instead of just feeling like you have to just survive or that resiliency is not within reach for you, it is, and you don't have to do it by yourself. Your resiliency tool could be a coach, it could be a friend, it could be it could be a, joining a club that helps you get through something. It's getting through it with strategy, honestly. And I hope that this helps you because I've been through a lot of things that felt like low lows or, sh- for lack of a better term, shitty situations. But I know if I can get through it, so can you. And we're all in it together. So... If you want more help on this or you have questions, please feel free to email me, to reach out on Instagram at GarrettNwood. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. I just thought, why not share with you guys what I spent my Saturday doing? Um, And. You guys heard Danielle on Sunday's episode. She and I were at the event together. So I'm going to put her, uh, or you guys can go back and listen to Sunday's episode um, if you're curious about more of this stuff because uh, Sunday's episode was quite in line with this stuff as well. So hope you're having a great Wednesday. And as always, dare to move.